Hey guys, Travis Greenlee with Epic Man Radio, rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. So what would it be like to be a top fitness expert with clients such as Richard Branson, Robert Danny Jr., as well as CEOs of multi-million dollar companies? Listen in to learn fitness expert Ted Rice's story of overcoming major adversities to become one of the top fitness professionals in the world. Today's episode of Epic Man Radio. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. You're listening to Epic Men Radio. Hey guys, welcome to Epic Men Radio. Now in today's episode, we're talking with guest expert Ted Rice. Ted's a speaker fitness expert, wellness coach, and host of the Legendary Life podcast. He's been a fitness professional for over 17 years in the Miami Beach area, and he's worked with celebrities like Richard Branson, Robert Downey Jr., as well as CEOs of multi-million dollar companies. He believes that health and fitness form the foundation of success in our life. Now, after coming several tragedies, he started combining health and personal development to provide an all-encompassing approach to success and living a life of purpose. Ted, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us, brother. Thank you so much, Travis, and thank you for that that bio reading. Now I have to deliver, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) right? I I set you up for greatness here, man. We got to deliver some greatness as well. Are you ready to play this game today? I am. Let's do it. Right on, bro. So, so interesting. You know, you've, you've certainly worked with some key people, you know, Richard Branson and Robert Downey Jr. And you're, you're certainly the, at the elite level of your game right now. But let's talk a little bit about some of the other stuff as well. Let's kind of look at how you got to this place, you know, really what's gotten here. And, you know, obviously we have the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs and all kinds of craziness to allow you to get to this place. But how did you get started, Ted? I mean, looking back, say, 10, 15 years ago, what was the catalyst to put you on the path to where you are today? Yeah, great question. And the reason I share all that stuff, that great information that makes me sound so good in the beginning is because I love for people to hear that go, all right, yeah, okay, that's cool, whatever. You're, you've accomplished some things. You work with some people. But the truth is, is that I'm someone who has to – I've had to overcome a lot of tragedies in my life Mm. and I was never born with any special talents, any special skills. My secret to success is really that I've never been good at anything naturally. I've had to work very hard for it. Mm. Uh, Mentors played a key role. And like I mentioned before, the tragedies, I lost my mom when I was 14. Uh, I I barely graduated high school. I got lost in uh, drugs, in, in alcohol, got Uh, hung out with the wrong crowd in high school, barely made it through. And as I started to put my life back together, as I started to convalesce and and recover from losing my mother, my night, when I was 19, my nine year old brother was kidnapped and murdered. And it sent me down another very dark road in my life. And luckily it lasted for a couple of years. I was able to pull out of it. But during that time I went through hell. And my, bro- my brother disappeared one day after three months, and we didn't know what had happened to him. And, and it started this crazy frenzy in the media here in South Florida. Everybody knows his name. Everybody knows the story of Jimmy Rice down here if they've been living here long enough. 
And it's been a process of, of putting my life back together after that and trying to find a way that uh, find a way to do something in the world that makes a difference, but also makes me happy and, and, and makes money. And that's how I got into fitness. And I've been doing that for 17 years. And now uh, within the past couple years, actually, we're going on our third year with Legendary Life. I've started Legendary Life as a way to reach more people, to impact more people. And I want to get out there. I want to I change more lives. I want to help people overcome whatever it is they're going through, whether it's as bad or worse than what I've, I, I've gone through, whether it's maybe it doesn't qualify as intense, but we all suffer through struggles. And I believe the way to overcoming them is through inspiration, education, and taking action. So that's where I am today, man. Jeez, man. Wow. What a story. What a background. So losing one of your parents, losing your brother. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, let's dig a little deeper on that. I mean, it's just, God, I, I just can't even imagine going through something like that. So what was the scenario with your brother? You said he was kidnapped and murdered. What, what was that all about? Oh, man. I'm, I was just some dumb college student. Well, actually, I was pulling myself together during that time. I was 19 years old. As I said, my brother went missing one day. And we didn't know what had happened. And my, I was the bad kid in the family. There was also my sister and then my, my little brother. He disappeared. Nobody knew, knew what happened to him. I called my parents. Uh, they freaked out and came home. They were, they were away that day. I, I was actually living somewhere else at the time. And I came back to my parents' house to meet up with a friend who was watching my brother. My brother never showed up. And it turned into this three-month ordeal through hell. I, I mean, the wow. FBI got involved, as they do with every missing children's case. Mm -hmm. I was interrogated several times. Uh, you know, I had my life turned upside down mm -hmm. during that time. And then after all those things had happened, after, they, after the, the police got involved, the FBI got involved, they couldn't find anything with the family, of course, mm -hmm. because you know, that, <laughs> we weren't the people who, uh, who caused him to disappear. But after three months of just not knowing what had happened, we found out. And uh, it, it even became a story that was featured on John Walsh's, uh, John Walsh's show who's uh, very famous for the America's Most Wanted. They made a FBI true crime stories out of my brother's story, but they found the guy who did it and he had kidnapped my brother, took him to a trailer not more than a mile away from where my parents lived at the time, raped him and murdered him when he tried to escape. Oh, God. Oh, it was incredibly, God. after that, it's the type of thing that you see in a movie. It's like the silence of the lambs. You watch a movie right. like that and right. you don't, you're like, whoa, that's creepy, crazy stuff. But that's not something that people go through. Uh, right? right. That's, that's the, the thought, but that was, uh, that was my life. That was my family's life. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's been a tough climb back from that. And, Although people say, oh, you've overcome this tragedy, you've overcome this struggle, it's something that I still deal with. Right. It's not something that there's ever closure on. It's, it's a part of me. It's a memory that gets triggered whenever I see something. Uh, 
listen to certain songs that remind me from that time or see movies about missing children. Mm. Uh, it's something that, you know, is still with me always. God, man, this is just crazy. Like you say, it's, it's like something from a movie, something that we just can't even fathom, yet you live through that and continue to live through that in a lot of respects. How do you overcome something like that? I mean, how do you, how do you be with something like that and not allow it to take you down a path that's so dark and so destructive and, and not being able to come out? I mean, you clearly were able to turn that around. How, man? I mean, how do you do something like that? Yeah, and, and that gets, that's a question that everybody wants to know. And, and the answer is that I went down the dark path. Mm-hmm. I was self-destructive. Mm-hmm. I stopped eating. I stopped exercising. I stopped caring about my body. I was, I was uh, doing drugs, drinking again, mm-hmm. trying to numb the pain. Yep. I didn't have a good support system. But eventually, Travis, it gets to the point where you don't die and you don't see this path that you're on taking you anywhere good, just constant suffering. And after a while, you say, you know what? I can't control what happened. I can't change any of the past. I can't change these external circumstances. But what can I take control of? Right. And that's what started it. But you realize after a while, it's like you keep suffering but your life doesn't end. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, thankfully, I was never suicidal, not, not seriously suicidal. I thought mm-hmm. about, you know, maybe my life wasn't worth living anymore or that my life didn't matter if I did die, but I never seriously considered taking my life. Did you feel like you hit rock bottom? Like, was there a turning point, a specific turning point where you said, enough, I've got to turn things around? Great question. And to be honest, it wasn't a point that I hit and I turned myself around. What really was the turnaround point was when my sister, who is, I was in Miami still, my sister, who is in school at University of Florida, six hours away from Miami in Gainesville, along with a friend who I had grown up with, a childhood friend, both kind of rescued me and took me up there to Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And I lived up there for a little while. And that separation from being in the environment and also the support group, and they shouldn't have been my support group, my sister who is two years younger than me, and then my buddy who, you know, like four months older than him, they, although it was awesome what they did, but they shouldn't have been my support group. I should have had a better support group. Mm. Uh, And and that, why I'm saying that now is because that it, who you surround yourself with is so important. You don't realize it until you're in that situation. But to, to go back to your question, it was that that changed. Getting separation from the environment that I was in, out of Miami, out of the apartment that I lived in, that I came home to every day, the apartment that had been turned inside out by the FBI looking for blood or or remnants of, of my brother's possessions or anything like, like that. And it was that separation from the environment and the people in my life who allowed me to start to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. I mean, just heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. 
What do you feel like, and I'm sure there's just a ton of stuff, but what did you learn from that experience in terms from a positive standpoint, you know, moving you forward on the, the trajectory that you're on right now and the path that you're on right now. And, and clearly it's just a positive path and you're making a difference in, you know, tens of thousands of guys life right now through your legendary life. What did you learn from that experience that we could share with guys that maybe are going through a similar situation and, and God, hope not, hopefully they're not. But again, a lot of, of pain. There's a lot of overwhelm right now. There are a lot of guys, as you know, that are, you know, have sort of lost their way. They're not sure what their next path is. What did you learn from that experience that we could pass on to our listeners? Yeah, uh, you know, really fantastic question. And what I would say is that uh, it's, it comes down to understanding your place in this world. And what I mean by that is under, I think that especially in the U.S., we're sold this idea that life is supposed to be like a movie with a happy Hollywood ending. And it's supposed, it's supposed to be like Leave it to Beaver or Friends or whatever show or movie that you grew up watching where, you know, they had their ups and downs, but it was all good all the time. And the fact is that I've had some pretty tremendous losses and I even lost my sister to suicide a few years ago in 2000, uh, 2013. Wow. And why I bring that up is because you have to understand that if you live long enough, you will suffer loss in life. Maybe that's going to be a divorce. Maybe that's going to be uh, the loss of a business. But you're certainly going to experience the loss of your parents. Mm -hmm. And while my story sounds so intense and horrible, and in many ways it is, it is very tragic, but I've seen guys who are older than me in their 50s and then they lose a parent and it crushes them right. because they had just never thought about it. They were still like in this, this leave it to beaver life, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need to accept that our lives will have some type of loss in it and that I don't want to say it's natural. Certainly losing your parents to natural causes is natural, but it may not be like that. And we have to accept our circumstances. We have to understand that the, what, part of what makes life so valuable is that it is finite. There are ups and downs. Without the bad, there could be no good. And you have to embrace it. And I'll tell you, Travis, for the longest time, making sense out of what my brother went through, out of losing my mother, out of losing my sister, it took a long time because people are I hear people, self-help gurus say, oh, well, you know, always take the positive. You know, there's always a positive spin. And I do believe that, but it can be incredibly hard depending on what situation you're going through. And, and I know for my situation, it's incredibly hard. But I found that living for a bigger purpose than myself, something that I could dedicate myself to, helped immensely and that's how i got into fitness it wasn't just me trying to stay in shape it was giving that gift to other people because i'm not passionate about fitness per se i'm not passionate about any of those other things that i talk about on the podcast or what i do with my clients 
I'm passionate about helping people unlock their potential. I believe that we grow up in this society, in this modern world that we live in, and we, we see things that we want, we have dreams for what we want to experience in life, and we, that doesn't happen, and we get angry about it and resentful. And what I want people to understand is that most of us just were never given the right skills from our parents, from our society, from our friends, from our mentors, if you were even lucky enough to have mentors. I mean, a lot of us are just lacking the skills to create the type of life that we want. So I love to show people it has nothing to do with you and what you think your identity is. It has to do with you becoming the type of person who creates that type of life. And that's simply by developing skills, learning new things. Mm. A lot of, I'll give you an example. A lot of my clients I say are, you know, CEOs of multi-million dollar companies, which sounds really cool for some people at least. But the truth is they're guys, mostly guys, who don't identify themselves as fit people. Right. They are business people. They're rock stars in that world, but they're wimps in the gym. Mm -hmm. And they think that way. I don't call them that because I'm not in, into putting people down. What I try to show them is, look, you're not good in the gym simply because you spent all your time in business. And if you apply the lessons, the dedication, uh, the discipline that you apply in your business, if you apply, apply just to some of that to the gym for a couple hours with me, you are going to be a rock star in the fitness world too. And that goes with any endeavor that we choose, whether it's business, fitness, relationships, we get better at what we focus on and that experience changes us as a person. Right. Awesome, bro. So it's, it's the choice, right? It really comes down to a choice when you go through tough times as you've done. I mean, man, oh man, have you gone through some challenging stuff? You can either be a victim and go down that place and like, oh, woe is me and life is so tough and, you know, it's just not fair and, and just go around, around, around in that self-pity or you can step up and stand up. And like you said, it's very difficult to do on your own. You know, having that support system around you of people that are already doing the things that you want to do, or at least that you could be interested in, you know, and getting out of that and then starting to learn and starting to grow and at least starting to create some momentum. I think that's the biggest, you know, the biggest factor. I know for me personally, when I had my bankruptcy and I had my cancer and like you, man, I have been through my shit. I've been to the mat as well and it's easy to be a victim. In fact, I was a victim for about oh, a couple months and then finally I'm like, okay, enough of this. What next? What's next? And use that as fuel and use that as fire, right? Use that as something to, to be able to get your ass out of bed and to focus on something new. And, and I love it. What you're doing now is by making a difference in other people's lives, something bigger than you. Stop focusing so much on ourselves and our challenges because everybody's got challenges. Maybe not as bad as yours or as, as deep as yours, clearly. But if you can get through it as you've done and as you're doing, it gives all of us hope, man, that we can turn things around when life just sort of shits on us and it's gonna shit on us. It's just part of life. 
<laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Life will take a shit on you. Yes. It'll, it'll take a shit. Yo, sorry for being so crass, but guys, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, we, we've been on both sides of the fence. And I can tell you, being on the other side now where things are going really well and, you know, the tribe is kicking ass with Epic Man and we're, we've got this great lifestyle and I'm skiing every day and I'm healthier than I've ever been and we're making tons of money and it's just, it's just a great, great place to be. I've been on the other side too. I've been on some really, really scary, challenging places. And guys, if you're going through the challenges, just like Ted did, just like I've done, you can get through this. You absolutely can get through this. It starts by getting outside of yourself. Get some people around you who can support you, who you can just talk to, who you can begin to get this stuff out of your head and begin to focus on what might be of interest to you. You know, what excites you? What are you passionate about? And then just start down that path. Another thing that I got, a big takeaway, Ted, is the importance of coaching. You know, the importance yeah. of mentoring, right? That we just can't do this stuff ourselves because, you know, we're human beings. We may have, think that we've got the greatest willpower in the world, but I can tell you guys, we don't. We have to have mentors. We've got to have coaches. We've got to have accountability partners, just like you do, Ted, in the gym. You know, when you've got Robert Downey Jr. there saying, all right, Ted, work me out. Show me exactly how to do this. Count my reps. Push me. Hold me accountable because we just can't do this stuff ourselves, right? I couldn't agree more. And the thing you talked about, the whole support group, one of my big mistakes, because I'm a very independent person by nature, I grew up kind of on my own. My parents were around. I never had the overbearing parents. I had the parents who were just weren't in the picture. Mm. And it continued to be that way. Uh, that's why my sister and my, my friend had to step in. My parents were off fighting the battle to help missing children, which I was very happy that they did because it affected more lives than just mine. Truth is that I suffered as a result, uh, you know, but, it, but they went on to do some amazing things, including – uh, meeting with presidents, going on Oprah, getting laws passed, but we all need support. And that was the, one of the things that was holding me back professionally because I, I, you know, people think that, well, you overcame all this terrible stuff. You must not have any problems with, you know, relationships or with business because you've already made it. But the, I struggled with both of those as well. And business wise, one of my, the hugest mistake that I've made is not connecting with people, not having a support group, and not spending enough time with mentors and coaches and investing in people to help me get better faster. Because that's what it does. You said we all need mentors. I think we, I, I think if you wanna put it that way, like we need them to be as successful as possible, totally agree. I don't think we need them in the sense that like guys are like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. We got, you can learn this on, on your own and you can, but that's kind of a, it's kind of like a, a trap that we fall into. And guys, I see guys fall into that all the time. Yep. And where's you, where we were talking before we got on this uh, show and you were telling me about your business, the Epic men that you're doing such a wonderful job with. And I can tell your knowledge, if we got on the phone and I hired you for a consultation, you could you would just feel like Ted, you need to do this, you need to do need to do this. Whereas it would take me hours and days and weeks, perhaps months or even years, to figure out, to sift through all the information that comes at us. That's what mentors do. That's what coaches do. 
Right. And uh, that was a huge mistake that I made. Right. In, right. Uh, it, growing my business. And, and I did the same thing. You know, a lot of times when we're independent, you know, we're leaders, we like to do our own thing. We like to call our own shots. You know, we're, we talked about earlier, you know, freedom junkies, right? We're all yeah. about the freedom and being able to, ha- to call our shows to have that, you know, that freedom of choice to do what we want to do when we want to do it and with whom we want to do it. That can also be, as you mentioned, a major trap because we get stuck in our own heads and, and we just can't see outside of that. Whereas working with a mentor or somebody else that's, that's had the years of experience and that has blown things up and, and, you know, had challenges and overcome those challenges and learn from that to be able to expedite that. And, and it's interesting because I've always had coaches, you know, I fought it at first being very independent. Um, but when I realized, for instance, you know, one of the biggest things I was like, okay, I'm looking at our business. We analyzed where we are. I said, what do we really need? What do we need next to really move this business forward, to move our tribe forward, really connect with those guys that, that we really want to be able to serve. And it was traffic, you know, being able to understand the intricacies of Facebook ads and with being able to do media buys. And again, there's just so much that you can do out there right now. It's just we've never had a better time and a better place to be able to grow businesses very quickly and to grow tribes very quickly if you know what you're doing. And like you said, Ted, you know, I've been in this game a long time in terms of business growth and development. But the one thing that I didn't have was the intricacies of Facebook ads and building, you know, retargeting and pixels and all that stuff was like, whoa, it was just mind bending for me. It was just overwhelming. So rather than trying to figure it out, and I did, you know, I bought a few home study courses and I sat down and tried to work through it. I'm like, oh my God, this is such brain damage for me. I'm like, I need help. So what did I do? Just as you've done, I went out and started doing my research, saw the guys that are really crushing it, doing really well. And I said, all right, let's have interviews. Let's do a strategy session. I chose one that really connected with me in terms of our vision and what we want to do here, hired them and Literally, I mean, it saved me years, absolutely years of trying to figure this stuff out on my own and looking at how fast we're growing. I mean, you know, it's with the face with the Epic Man tribe, we've been, you know, the podcast has been around, you know, four or five months now. And, you know, we've got close to 6,000 fans on Facebook and growing rapidly because, again, because I hired somebody that's a specialist in this area and they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars testing and tweaking and figuring out exactly how to do it. I simply came in and spent 10 grand to, to be able to monetize you know, hundreds of thousands that it took them years to learn. And so I guess my point here, guys, is we all need coaching. We all need mentoring. If you want to move quickly, if you want to minimize the brain damage and what it is that you're up to and you're wanting to really make a difference in your life, in your family's lives, in your customers, your clients' lives, mentoring is so where it's at. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So question I got for you now. So we, we talked about the challenges like, whoa, again, huge challenges and major learning lessons that you got. How about successes? You know, as you begin to turn that around, what would be, let's say, you know, and you've had lots of them. What would be if you could boil it down to your greatest success that you've had up to this point in your life? And, and I know you're young. Well, you haven't even broken 40 yet. You're still 39. So still a baby in my eyes, right? <laughs> but at this 39 years of, of going through what you've done, what would be your greatest success? And with that, how has that impacted your life? Yeah, well, I could say that my biggest, one of my biggest successes is I booked a, or I got booked for my first keynote speech that I'm doing in April 
to uh, a group of people, 200, 250 people that I'm getting paid more per an hour than a lot of people make in a month. Nice. Maybe not listening to this show because it's a group of high-performance men, but just average American, right? Mm-hmm. And But I'd have to say, after thinking about it, the biggest success for me was a shift in my mindset. Mm. And that was going from, okay, how do I build my business? How do I make more money? How do I uh, market more effectively? To, okay, what am I really passionate about? Steve Jobs said, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. (coughs) And if you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. And for me, instead of focusing on a target niche or uh, a group of people, I go after what lights me up inside. And people resonate with the passion. Uh, the idea of starting with why by Simon Sinek. Having that vision of what you really want to do. Like, for instance, I'm not on here. Well, I'm here to promote what I do for sure and to talk about legendary life, to talk sure. about my story. Yep. But I'm really here because I am so passionate about connecting with people, about sharing this message, about helping more people. It's something that is, you know, I I use words to describe it, but it's really hard to describe. I feel like my greatest success, in other words, has been touching it, connecting with that, that gut feeling that I have that tells me, yes, this is where I should be right now with Travis Greeley on Epic Men Radio. And if you can connect with that thing, I think that all the hows will figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. But once you connect with that why, you become unstoppable. God, I couldn't agree more, brother. In fact, you know, I used to say that 95% or more of your success comes from the why, like clearly understanding why you're doing something, you know, how it impacts your life how it inspires you, how it inspires other. And then the other 5% is the how-tos, you know, how to, how to put together a website if you want, or how to be able to generate traffic, or how to be able to sell products and services, or how to be able to put together a radio show, you know, like Legendary Life. So there's some how-tos, but most people have it exactly opposite. You know, they think like, I got to learn how to do all this stuff, and then I'm going to be successful. No, from what you're saying is it's, you know, 95% or more is why. Clearly understanding and anchoring to the whys as opposed to actually how to do this stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I love the way you put it, 90 per, 95% why and 5% how. And here's the thing, because it, it could sound like a, a, some pseudoscience bullshit, but here's the thing. When you're connected with your why, when you run into the obstacles, that would be like, ah, I ain't going to do this. I'm, I'm done with this. This is, this is not what I thought I'd be doing. Like you said with Facebook advertising, for example. Yep. yep. You, you, instead of giving up, just like when I ran into my things, you just found a way around it. For you, it was hiring someone else. Uh, you know, you, you keep going. You have the drive to keep going, and it comes from inside. It's not a willpower thing. And the second thing that it does, I feel, is that people connect with your passion. They don't connect with the words. They don't connect with the fact that you want their money, that you're trying to sell them something. Nobody freaking cares what you want. But when people hear that, that passion in your voice is undeniable. 
And it's a connection with a deeper part of ourselves because we resonate with it at, at, at a primal level. And, you know, that, that is, so those are the two reasons why I think that it, it's really important to start there first. I love it. Love it, brother. Ted, thank you so much. Again, you've shared such great wisdom today, and it's, it's just so clear why you're doing so well with Legendary Life and with your business and the tens of thousands of people that you're touching and you're making a difference in their lives as well. That passion comes through. You've clearly connected to and you understand the why, and you're putting it out there. And man, what an inspiration for all of us. Now, for the guys that are listening in, if they want to learn more about you in terms of what you're up to, they want to connect with you, maybe they want to hire you to be able to support them in what they're doing. What's the best place to go? Where can they find you? Go to legendarylifepodcast.com. If you heard this interview, if you resonated with my mission, my story, what I'm up to, then that's the best place to find me. Thanks, brother. Again, thank you so much for your time and attention. We so value you and everything that you're doing in the world. Thank you, Travis. Thanks for listening to Epic Men Radio. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. Be sure to share Epic Men Radio with other men in your tribe so no one will ever miss a single empowering episode. You can find us at epicmen.com. Epicmen.com.